Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from our studios in Woodland Hills, California. Thrilled to be here. It is, what is it? It's Wednesday. What's the date? I don't know. It's the 31st. It's the last day of May. Tomorrow starts June 1st. We've got a lot going on today and then um, a couple of interesting announcements about next week that I hope you'll find fun. Anyway, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm Shannon. For those of you who don't know, I identify as a proud pony. I am a parent of a neurodiverse individual who is my favorite person on the planet. Let's just say that. Uh, my son, who is about to be 20, a two and a zero, he'll be 20 on Monday. So I have an announcement about that a little bit later coming up. But um, that those, that's my main reason for being here was that, you know, my life was clipping along in a certain direction. And obviously I knew people who had children that were on the spectrum. I did not know at that time a single adult who was on the autism spectrum that I was aware was on the spectrum. Right. Uh, and then my son was diagnosed with autism. And, you know, I truly do look at everything in my life as being before that moment and after that moment, because it changed and shaped who I was going to be for the next 20 years. Right? Uh, and I'm very proud of that, uh, that I had to change and that I had to look at things in a different way to be able to meet my child in his world and to help him to be able to move throughout the world in a way that made him happy. That really was my focus. It continues to be my focus. And I made a deal a long time ago on my bedroom floor in the middle of the night and said, please help me to the God of my understanding. Please help me to help my child. Don't let me mess this up. Don't let me be that mom. I was so afraid of like really marfing this up. So please help me to know what to do. And if you show me what to do, I promise I'll do it. And I promise that I'll help whoever I can once you've helped me and my child trying to live that every day because we were helped that I did get clear direction about what to do, where to go, who to talk to. I did. And um, trying to live that every day of paying back that karmic debt. That's who I am. That's where I am. And proud of that. Pr absolutely proud of that. And, and proud to be here. We're in our 13th year of presenting shows uh, through Autism Live that help families to get to answers and new resources. We're, we're now a part of the Autism Network, and everything that we do here, our goal is to provide information and inspiration. And people ask us, well, who's the show for? Is it for people who are on the spectrum? Is it for parents? Who is, is it for, for professionals? We like to say that our show here is for that larger autism community, which starts with individuals who are on the autism spectrum, of course because they are the beating heart of our community. They're our why, right? Um, and so, of course, their voices need to be heard and it needs to be for and about them, yeah? But then we also include everyone who loves those individuals.
individuals. And I mean that purely. You know, if you love and care about somebody on the autism spectrum, then if you're a teacher, if you are a speech and language pathologist, which our first guest is going to be, uh, if you are somebody who's working in the field of ABA, if you're somebody who is opposed to the field of ABA, if you're caring about people who are on the autism spectrum, we hope you'll be a part of the conversation. We hope that you will bring your knowledge and your questions to the table because that's what we're all about. Everybody is different in this community. We are not all going to agree on anything, not a single thing, except that individuals on the spectrum have rights and that they deserve to have all of those rights the same as anybody else. I think that's the only thing we can agree on. And then everything after that is, is not one size fits all. And that's okay. That's why it's called a spectrum because it's a big, beautiful rainbow of people that are coming together every day more and more. And I always say, si se puede, we hold hands, we can do it. Okay, so we've got some amazing guests that are coming up today. We're going to have uh, Lenora Edwards is going to be with, with us. She's a speech and language pathologist who's got a speech answer for you that's an affordable online speech and language um, program that I think is going to be very, it's, talk about access, it's going to be very exciting for you guys. In fact, everything today is about access, really. And then we've got two amazing people that are going to be with us. We've got Carla Pretorius, and then I'm going to slaughter Herman's last name. Lintvelt, I think is how we're going to pronounce that. They are coming to us from Augmented, uh, Augmental excuse me, Technologies, and they have a new online program that I think all of our heads are going to explode. I hope mine explodes with yours. Uh, Okay, so we're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, a bunch of different things. We hope that you will be writing into the show and ask questions and comment. I'm watching the chat right now, so if you're watching, say hey. You can comment right in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and it'll show up right here on my screen, and that way you and I can have a conversation. But better than that, you can have a conversation with the experts that are going to be on the show. How cool is that? Uh, I also love that everything that we do here is free. You're going to see that there, when you watch the show or listen to the show in podcast, you're going to hear more ads. That's how, what we're doing to stay on the air. We were given choices about we could come to you guys and say subscription base or put ads in. For those of you who hate the ads, I, there is a way that for a low cost coming up that you'll you can subscribe for a low monthly cost to get the show without the ads. That's the only way we can do it and make it fair. I I know it's not my favorite thing. If somebody is out there and very wealthy and says I believe in this and wants to give us a, a you know a sack of money so that we don't have to do that, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> And we'll put it to good use. But until such time, we have to keep the lights on. We have a responsibility to do that. So you're going to see more ads. Um, and I hope that you will, when you hear the ads, you won't get frustrated. You'll go, oh, these are, you know, people that are helping to keep the lights on over there. So, um, yeah, that's what we want to say about that. Now, on Wednesdays, we like to start off with something that we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to give you the working, the, actually the actual definition first. Then I like to make fun of the actual definition because, you know, everybody needs a hobby. And then we give you a working definition, which sometimes makes the expert break out into hives. That's just a side benefit. And then I try to give you a context of why this might be important to you. Because the only reason why we do this, the jargon of the day, is because I have a belief that if you understand what these terms are, then you're going to get further, you're going to get more done 
because you'll understand what the experts are talking about. So it'll save you money and time. And that's really what drives me to give you the jargon of the day. This stuff used to kick my keister. Still does, some of them. Some of them still kick my keister and I go, oh, I don't remember, what's that again? And I have to look it up and then I go, I don't really know what that means. And then I call one of the experts that we have on the show and go, what the heck are they talking about, right? And I know all of you don't have access to that, right? So this is why we do it. Okay, today's term, one of my faves, Uh, Because this is critical. Differential reinforcement. Doesn't that sound like the timing on the belt in your car? I I don't even know, right? Differential reinforcement. I never, if somebody had said to me 20 years ago that I would be sitting here today and I would be talking about differential reinforcement on a podcast, I would have laughed until I split into a thousand pieces. Um, Because I would have said, I have no idea what that means, and I assure you, you're talking to the wrong person. But here we are. So let's make use of the time. Differential reinforcement, let's take a look at what our actual definition is so we can tear it apart. Providing reinforcement only for those responses within a response class that meet a specific criterion along some dimension or dimensions, for example, frequency, topography, duration, latency, or magnitude, and placing all other responses in the class on extinction. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. It is the most confusing jargon of all time because it's dense with repetitious words that were in the actual thing that we needed to find to begin with, and then a bunch more jargon terms. If I don't know what differential reinforcement is, then I don't know what providing reinforcement only for a response within a response class that meet a specific criterion, and then we get into dimensions, frequency, topography are we talking about maps what the heck duration latency i don't know what that means or magnitude what are we like are we talking about um now i'm thinking comets what magnitude is it i don't know an earthquake what is it and placing other all other responses in the class on extinction I'm thinking dinosaurs and comets coming to the earth and what magnitude earthquake is it causing for a a catastrophic event? No, it doesn't mean any of that. It means absolutely none of that. And it actually is something that people miss and get wrong when they're trying to teach someone how to do this. So it actually is a pretty important thing. Let's move on to our working definition, which is not about dinosaurs. Okay, being mindful and specific about what you're rewarding So that only responses that meet, oh, here it is again, that meet specific criteria are rewarded and all other responses are ignored. I don't even like this one. You know what I want, Trayvon? I want the sound of a flushing toilet because I want to flush them both down the toilet. In the future, let's have one of those. Um, I still don't know what it means. Oh, there we go. Traven's on the job. Uh, <laughs> let's flush them down the toilet, send them out to sea, and see if we can't figure this out. So do we know what reinforcement means? <laughs> there it is again. Reinforcement. Thank you, Traven. Um, reinforcement is when you get something. Reinforcement is a paycheck. Reinforcement is... You you got a prize. We went to a restaurant last night. I don't even know what they call that. It was a sushi restaurant where the stuff comes by on the conveyor belt. And and you can pick things that you want and choose from it. Or you can order off the menu and it comes by on another conveyor belt. It was hilarious. Um, But, you know, once you eat the things off of the little plate, then you take the plate and you stick it in this slot where it goes to be cleaned. 
And if you stick a certain number of plates in there, you get a prize. And it's, it's like the restaurant is like, eat more and we'll give you a prize. That's reinforcement. So we get a prize for eating and sticking our plate in the little slot. That's reinforcement. When you go to work and you get a paycheck, that's reinforcement. When you do something and your wife says, honey, that's awesome. You did such a good job. That's reinforcement, right? It's whatever, it's a, it's a paycheck to you. It could be praise. It could be a prize. It could be getting access to something. So reinforcement is some sort of a reward, right? Very important. We all need this in life. We reward ourselves. Other people reward us. Very important. Differential reinforcement says we're, we're going to reward something and we're going to reward it in a certain way, right? And we're going to ignore everything else. And then we're going to move the goalpost over. And then, so we're going to make it a little bit harder to get the reinforcement. And, and once we're giving a reinforcement for that, we're not going to reinforce the thing we did before. The example I always like to give is that uh, when uh, my son was, I don't even want to tell the story because he gets mad when I tell the story. I'm going to tell a different story. Um, but for instance, let's say that what the restaurant last night really wanted to teach us to do was to eat more food, right? But they were using differential reinforcement. So I think it was, there were five of us at dinner. And if you stuck, if you stuck 20 plates in the thing, you got a prize ball, right? So differential reinforcement would be that for the first one, if we stuck 10 plates in, we got a reinforcer. And because maybe we're people who don't eat that much. So we stick 10 plates in and we get the prize ball for it because the restaurant is going good. That's the behavior that I want to see. But they don't want to continue to give prizes for every 10 plates. So maybe the first one we get 10 until we're able to do that on a regular basis. Then they're going to put it to 15. Then they're going to put it to 20, right? And you can do this in your life with something that you're doing for yourself or something that you're helping somebody else to do. So um, if, for instance, we're, we're doing potty training, that in the beginning, we're going to reinforce every single time that they go to the bathroom, right? But then later on, it might be that we're going to do the reinforcer after they go to the bathroom and they appropriately wash their hands. And that's when we're going to give the praise. So we just keep moving the goalposts over. We do this with speech all the time, too. So in the beginning, if, um, if we're rewarding a child and we're, we're going to reward an approximation. So if we're trying to get them to say cookie, we're like, say cookie, and they go, bleh, bleh. and we go, good job, because I want, I want you to get to a reinforcer and I want you to know a sound is good. Now I'm going to shape that up, right? And I'm going to say, say, and they say, yes, you get, you get a piece of the cookie, right? But eventually... I'm not going to reinforce the, I'm going to reinforce k, and then I'm going to reinforce cookie, right? And so until I get to the point, and then I'm going to say, say more cookie, and then I'm going to say more cookie, please. And each time I'm, I'm going to move that goalpost over so that I only give the reinforcer when you give me a little bit more. Moving the goalposts. It's a really effective way of helping someone to be motivated through a process where you shape something up. So there's differential reinforcement. Meseret, good morning. She says, they say, hi, Shannon. Thank you for just, um, 
discussing your journey at the beginning. I was touched and encouraged. I just came home, home going over my eight-year-old's assessment. I was very sad, wondering where to start. I'm so glad you're here because I got to tell you, there's all kinds of things that you can do and it's going to be okay. Your eight-year-old is okay and you're okay, but there's progress to be had and that's, hold on right? We, we can all get there together. I'm glad you're here. Feel free to write in any questions as we go through. Okay, I quickly have to get to the news because we've got so many guests today. It's a full show. Um, so we're trying to squeeze in news on Wednesdays now. So this is part of our summer schedule. Big news came out yesterday, very controversial. Lots of people talking about Sia, the singer, has come forward and said that she now has been officially diagnosed as being on the spectrum. Uh, this comes after a firestorm of controversy two years ago when she put out the movie Magic. In it, there was a character that was on the autism spectrum, and uh, this was a young dancer that she had worked with. It was not an actress who was on the spectrum. She had been working on this film for years, and she had had this young actress in one of her music videos and said, I, I really want to make this film, and you need to be a little bit older, and waited until she was a little bit older and did the film. People were upset for various and sundry reasons. They were upset with the fact that she didn't hold auditions for people that were on the spectrum. They were upset with the depiction of autism. They felt that it was inauthentic, and they were really upset with the fact that there were scenes with restraint in them. I have to say that, you know, it's never fun if the autism community is unhappy with you. And she felt the full wrath of the autism community. She was not her highest self in some of the ways that she responded, and that made it worse. So we have to say that. Um, that she became very defensive and said some things that I know she apologized for later on and feels really badly about. I'm not going to reiterate what they were, but they weren't, it wasn't her highest self, wasn't what you want to see on um, a best day for anybody. But um, now she has been fully diagnosed and, um, and it is the early days for her. So uh, one of the quotes that is out in the press right now is she says, for 45 years, I was like, I've got to put on my human suit on. And only the last two years, I've become fully, fully myself. She says that um, she was practicing something that is well known in the autism community as masking, where she was, you know, leaving the house and saying, okay, I have to be someone other than I, who I am to be able to be successful. I, um, I am... Very happy for Sia that she has gotten some answers for herself. I want to say with love that it, this is a very dicey thing on both sides of this equation, both for Sia and for our autism community. I think that we need to be supportive of the fact that she is going through a process and figuring something out. And I think that it is entirely possible that she is going to have some rough days ahead with dealing with how she relanguages her world and how people are going to treat her. And I would hope that we in the autism community would be supportive of her as she goes through this journey. On the flip side, I do want to suggest to Sia that it, I, I think when we see a lot of adults who get diagnosed with autism, it is such a relief and they go, oh, I have found my community. I understand everything now. And there is um, hmm, an assumption 
that it's one size fits all. And of course, once you've been here for 10 minutes in this community, you learn that it is not at all one size fits all. I, I, there's a growing consensus of people who are saying that we would like to have two different ways of looking at autism, that we would have childhood diagnosed autism and adult diagnosed autism, because it's a very different thing. And that it will be easier if people who are adult diagnosed can say, I'm adult diagnosed because it suggests certain challenges that are different from the challenges of childhood diagnosed. So I, I loved when Wentworth Miller uh, was diagnosed a couple of years ago. He came forward, said, I've been diagnosed, and now I am going to sit and listen before I say too much because I don't really know enough. And, you know, uh, sadly, we haven't heard anything from Wentworth, but I appreciate that he said, before I spout off, I'm going to be here for a minute and see what there is to know here. Um, But that he proudly claimed his status as a person who had been diagnosed. Just saying, we wish Sia the best. We want to support her, and I want to encourage her to be looking at things that, you know, so she has the diagnosis. She is one person. Please don't think that it's uh, that everybody has gone through exactly what you've gone through. It's a very different thing. Also, very quickly, want to say that there is an article that's out in Medical Express that says uh, the, the title of it is "Novel Approach Significantly Improves Access, Decreases Wait Times for Autism Screening." Basically, uh, what they the Boston University of Medicine has done was look at a problem and say, this isn't working, we are having, if we say that early intervention is key, then why aren't we doing something about these long wait lists for kids to be diagnosed? And what they did was they took a group of uh, pediatricians and said, we will give you an extra training so that you will be able um, to have a mini fellowship training six hours per week for one year to become developmentally trained primary care clinician. And they said, if we do this, if we put them through six hours per one week and give them the special des- designation, will we be able to get children diagnosed accurately quicker? And they found that overwhelmingly they could, that, um, Normal times that people have to wait in order to get a diagnosis are 36 to 63 months. It just makes me want to light my hair on fire, you guys. And that uh, after doing this, a total of 70 patients uh, were seen in an average of 29.5 months, which is still too freaking long, but at least it's better than 63 months. That um, the average days to initial developmental assessment went from 135 days to 67.9. There were 43 of the 70 that required further evaluation by a developmental behavior pediatrician. Um, And then that was quicker that that took 120.4 days instead of 290 days. So um, there we go. It's a step in the right direction. It's not enough, kids. It's not enough, but at least it's a, at least they're looking at the problem. This makes me happy because we need to be looking at problems and coming up with solutions. Hey, I'm saying good morning to Liliana. Who else is in the house? Write in if you're there. All right, we got to get to our first guest because time is ticking. Our first guest is Lenora Edwards. Uh, she is a board-certified speech and language therapist, uh, and she is part of BetterSpeech.com, which is an affordable online speech therapy uh, via a website. We're going to ask her to tell us much 
much more about that. Lenora, are you with us? I am with you. I absolutely loved the last number of minutes that you were talking. You had such amazing insights. So thank you for sharing oh. that with your community. It's well, a difference that makes you. all the difference. Thank you. So Lenora, tell us, because speech is, a, is another thing that we know it's going to be an important component uh, for anyone who has a diagnosis of autism, because there is always, even when we're looking at the different types of autism, there is always a speech component to it. So this is an important area that needs to be looked at. I think sometimes it's greatly overlooked um, because a lot of schools will provide just enough speech and language that everybody goes, oh, well, that must be all that I need. Um, but you've got a pretty interesting solution. So talk to us a little bit about who you are and, and what betterspeech.com is. Absolutely. So at Better Speech, we are over 150 speech therapists across the world, and we're also international based. And the reason it works so well is because we are completely online and we're able to provide online therapy services in every state. So for example, I live in the state of Pennsylvania, one state, but I am licensed in four states. And that allows us to reach more people. And that's a great thing. Speech therapy services are completely needed right now. And they're absolutely, there is a shortage. And unfortunately, especially when it comes to schools, the speech therapists have specific numbers that they can accept. For example, they can carry a caseload of a very specific number. So if they if your child is close, but doesn't technically qualify, your child might not get speech therapy services simply because other children need them and they don't have the ability to fill that situation. And that is the true reality of things that are going on. And it's heartbreaking yeah. because children need speech therapy services, but also adults need speech therapy services. And with better speech, we are able to cover both, all from the comfort of someone's home. Well, that's pretty amazing. And I do want to say, especially because for many reasons, it's summer now. Everybody's going on summer break. And I know schools, sometimes if you push hard enough, they'll provide just a little bit of speech, but it ends up being such a pain in the neck because they make it that hard for you that you can't get to it. It it gets in line with other therapies and you're having to choose between. But it's not a time to let the speech ball drop. In fact, I'm always making the case it's the time to make up ground while you're doing other things. So having it affordable and easy to do online, and you guys have had great success with this, being able to do this online. It, it, mm-hmm. you know, speech therapy can work in this modality. Um, it, it's a really wonderful thing. So let's, let's talk about how would people sign up to do this? Where do you go? What does it look like? So on and so forth. Super easy. Simply visit betterspeech.com and there's a button that says free consultation. We offer a complimentary consultation to every single person. And that's something I'm incredibly proud of, especially when you pointed out people are on these wait lists for so long. The fact that we offer a complimentary consultation, you can speak with a speech language pathologist right now. It's 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. So you can call us up and you can speak with somebody immediately. Or if you're like me and you roll over at 2 a.m. and you have questions, you can reach somebody the very next day. And I think that's so important. We don't have three months or six months to wait to speak with a professional. And these little minds and bodies are growing. They're not going to wait for somebody to get there. 
Yeah. I'm imagining that you guys make it super fun for them on uh, doing Very it online. Um, that Very that's got to be a big key to this. Uh, so if they go to betterspeech.com, they can do the, the free consultation. Because I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, well, I'm not sure if my child would do this. Um, but during the consultation, those are the kinds of things that they can get to feel more comfortable about. Absolutely. And we offer a session to session option or a monthly option. Okay. So you can speak with a professional, but also once you have a clinician that's established with you and your family, you then get to see how that rapport is all from the comfort of your home. And the beautiful thing is sometimes in school, as the clinician that's in the school, I don't get the opportunity to talk with the family and explain what I'm doing, it, why I'm doing it, how to implement it at home. And that's a difference that makes a huge difference because our role is to educate those that are with this individual. And the fact that we're online, we're in the place that you're most comfortable, you get to be a part of the parent or guardian gets to be a part of the therapy session. You get to record it and you get to ask questions and understand why we're doing what we're doing. Makes a massive difference in the success and also the child's that that is with us gets to know that they're seen and that they're heard and that they're loved because everybody's coming together to support them. Well, we love that. And Chelsea, you and I have a Vulcan mind meld because this is where I was going next. I had the opportunity to look at your website a little bit last night and I noticed that you cover a lot of different things, including apraxia and they want to know, I didn't, I didn't see, but they want to know, do you do dyspraxia as well? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Our intention is to help. How can we provide services to that individual? So if there is any sort of communication, whether it be they have their language skills and we're talking about turn-taking and we're talking about how to integrate into a conversation, especially as a tween or a teenager and they don't have those social skills, how to tell a joke, knowing when to laugh appropriately, knowing when to leave, that's a part of communication. We also work on the sequencing, such as an apraxia, whereas That little one knows what they want to say, but they're having difficulty organizing through that sequence. That's a big thing, and that's important because we want them to be able to communicate. Now, if it comes to using a device, a lot of the time we'll hear families say, well, I really want them to be verbal. And the beauty with the device is that it supports improvement toward verbal because we want that individual to understand that they can communicate for themselves they actually have a voice. And whether the voice is coming out of a device or it's coming out of their mouth, what we're doing is we're helping to empower them to communicate. Absolutely. Uh, Joanne says, we need more speech. Do you accept insurance and Medicaid? We're in Pennsylvania too. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Love that you're in Pennsylvania. We do accept insurance and we also provide a super bill. So what that is, is a document that you can take to your insurance company that will carry the important information that they need to ensure that services are covered. Wonderful. Uh, Liliana says, that is so true. The lack of speech pathologist services, these kids can't wait or be put on a waiting list, wasting precious time to help develop this skill. I think it's actually even worse than that too, because as you were saying, that, that piece that you were saying about in a school, they can only take on a certain number of kids. We have so many families that have been pushed out of their speech services, even though they know that their child still needs to work on those pragmatics that you were talking about. They need to work on the social language. Or, or kids that are still having 
having a difficulty with a sound, but because they can make enough sound, they get bumped out. As, they're not going to put it to you that way in an IEP, but that is what happens all the time. So more and more families are doing speech services on the side to be able to get to where they want to get with all of that. Joanne says, we have conversation problems. Um, can save the conversation, can't really initiate one, difficult to t- uh, turn take appropriately. And I'm assuming that that's all stuff in your wheelhouse. Absolutely. And we're seeing this with children who are specifically diagnosed neurodiverse, neurodiversely. And we're seeing this also with typical developing children, but because of COVID, mm. they missed all of this pragmatic information. They missed all of this language. So the need for speech therapy services was on the rise and it's continuing right up on on that way because it really just became such a different world when COVID occurred. Okay, so the first step is to go to betterspeech.com and to uh, uh, apply for a consultation during which you'll get an offer. You can apply for sessions right there. I'm sorry? You can apply for sessions right there too. Okay, uh, Joanne says, sign me up. Hold on a second, Joanne. I think there's more information. Um, but And then once you are signed up, am I right? I know there was discussion about that we were going to have a code that they should use to say that they heard about it from Autism Live, or, or is that not a thing? We can absolutely make sure. Just have them type that into the comments, and we will. I will okay. do our very best just to confirm with my team. Okay, so make sure that you guys say that you're with Autism Live, uh, that, that you saw it on Autism Live when you apply for the consultation. Um, I believe it'll be in the partnership component oh, of the show under notes. the partnership. So, so yes. go there and put it there, you guys. Okay, so, um, and then you can sign up for, uh, you know, one session, two sessions, or you can sign up for monthly. How often do, do you guys give a uh, prescription at that point and say, you know, we would like to do this much time per week, or what do you do? Absolutely. So when I work with a client, I make a recommendation based off of the visit frequency and how much time I should work with them. So it might be one time a week for 30 minutes or one time a week for 60 minutes or two times a week for 30. So we do make a recommendation. It does not have to be followed as in this is gospel. It's recommended. You have the decision on what you would like to do from there. Okay. And it doesn't matter what state you're in, you're going to be partnered with somebody who's licensed in your state. Which that's pretty amazing. I I think it's such a great idea. How long have you guys been doing this? Well, over 10 years, since long before the pandemic, too. So we've been very comfortable with online, and we have an amazing platform where we use games to keep little ones engaged. And we'll hear, you can do it with a three-year-old online? Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I wish that I had known to be talking about that during the pandemic, but I do think that now is a key time. It's summer, y'all, and it is the time to be making up lost ground. And to be, I think, I think the truth is we've become so much more comfortable with some services and things being online. Now is the moment. So I hope you guys uh, will visit betterspeech.com. Get that free consultation. Is there anything else we need to let them know, Lenora? As long as you go to betterspeech.com, you can click on that button and it'll offer you an option for consultation and it'll offer you an option to initiate services and you can get it started as early as the next day. 
And keep in mind, you guys, that there there is no age limit on this because I, you know, if you've got a three-year-old and you're like, I'm I'm waiting for that diagnosis, I'm waiting for the services, you could start this today. It, so many of you have 14-year-olds that you're like, I can't find anybody who will work with my 14-year-old. Uh, well, at betterspeech.com, they will. If you are someone who is 45 and you are struggling with any portion of, of speech or just knowing what to say, when to say, you can do this. Uh, so pretty amazing. And as she said, they'll give you that super bill so that you can take that to your insurance company. Lenora, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. So betterspeech.com, you guys, go and check that out. And then let us know if you loved your services with them, because I always love to hear back on that. All right, you take care. Stay well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, Our next guest, and I don't know if they're with us yet. I'm looking at Traven's face. I'm going to talk about them for a little bit here, uh, and then hopefully they'll be here by the time that we're done. So we're going to be joined by Carla Pretorius. She's a registered counselor uh, and has an MA in psychology. She's been working in the field of neurodiversity and mental well-being for nearly two years. nearly two decades, excuse me, I was going to say years. She received a double honors degree in clinical psychology, a master's degree in research psychology, and is an accredited counselor. We got some experts for you all today. Uh, She was trained as an ABA therapist and case manager through CARD, the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, and is one of the two founders of a holistic support system, AIMS. She is also the chief clinical officer of Augmental Technologies, where they have developed Tracto. A parent companion app for children uh, for children with behavioral and emotional challenges. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Through Carla's years of experience, she ha- has also focused on practical support strategies for parents and children that make actual and real difference in their families' lives. She has contributed articles for Moshi, Autism Parenting Mag- Magazine, Autism Advocate Parenting Magazine, and other publications on a regular basis and has been invited to speak at various conferences, including World Autism Organization in Denmark. Carla's goal in life is to create affordable and sustainable options for parents and families with children with various abilities and help facilitate a calmer home environment. How much do we love that? She's going to be joined by Herman Lintvelt. Herman has 25 years of experience in creating software products and growing production software teams. Uh, He has been involved in various startups as well as uh, working on big enterprise systems. In 2020, he co-founded Augmental Technologies. It's a digital health startup with a mission to address the children's mental health crisis. Before that, he was part-time CTO of of Custis Media Technologies, uh, which also started Wilderness Software Company to support other teams in mentoring, training, technical assessments, and development needs. So he was very prepared for this. Uh, Earlier, he was a chief architect and then head of the product for LifeQ, Inc., where he realized the positive impact that technology can have on people's lives, especially when it comes to improving personal health outcomes. Uh, So we're very excited about hearing more about Tracto. Are they with us? Do we have Carla and Herman? Yes. Okay. Let's let, let them in. Hi, you guys. And thank you so much for having us. Ah, I'm so thrilled to have you. First of all, where are you coming to us from? How far away are you? 
I'm about a thousand seven hundred or maybe more kilometers. I'm in Portugal. I have no idea. It's very oh, far. Portugal. <laughs> and where are you, Herman? I'm joining from almost the most southern tip of Africa. I, that's what I thought. In a small village called Wilderness. So we we've got uh, some fun here. That uh, <laughs> is it. The, so how late is it there? It's late at night, right? Not so late. Almost. It's uh, yeah. It's twenty to seven here. Oh, okay. That's not so yeah, bad. What hour later? Yeah, almost eight. Okay. I thought it was much, much later there. Okay. Well, all right. We're really excited about this. And somebody that I love dearly was the person who said to me, Shannon, you got to talk to these people. So um, I'm very, and I've been waiting. Uh, explain to us what Tracto is before we do anything. Sure. So Tracto, uh, it's a companion app and it is there to empower parents. That's our mission. Um, and we want our kids, their kids, to thrive through using and utilizing Tracto. Um, you know, it, it, we've got three pillars that Tracto is built on. It's evidence-based micro-learning video guides, a collaborative tracking of emotions, behaviors, and routines, and it's AI-driven personalized engagement. So it really is an app that parents can use to to gain those um, experiences and scenarios that they struggle with. We, we are asking our parents to give us the scenarios that they want to, to learn about. Um, and through AI, we can suggest the right type of videos um, for them. So it really is a, it's a free app that everybody can download. Okay. So it's a free app and you say it's a companion app. And then you said a lot of technical things that I understood some of them, but I want to know nuts and bolts. I'm a parent. I've got okay. a three-year-old that's been diagnosed on the autism. How am I going to use this app? So the first thing would be to create a profile for your child. Um, once you've created a profile, you can tell us, the app, <laughs> what you're really struggling with with your child. So whether it is sleep or communication um, eating, you know, what, what you need for your child. Um, and then once you've created that profile, you can also do a snap for assessment or you could load other assessments within the app. Um, we would then suggest some specific videos, some micro-learning videos, which is under five minutes long, uh, for you for those specific scenarios that you mentioned that you struggle with. Uh, we also do tracking. So whether it is that you want to track the amount of moms or, you know, the amount of um, things that they're eating, different varieties that the, your child might be eating or not eating, you can track that and show that then to the rest of the team. You can add other members on the team. Um, so this can be your therapist or pediatrician or a co-parent, um, and they can track in different scenarios too. And then you can show this data to the, to the rest of the care team. Um, Herman, am I missing something there? Because I might be. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good summary. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's good. I, and I love it because, you know, we were just talking about the fact that there's this long wait for people to get services and and people aren't getting enough services and there's so much need for to support parents 
And I love the fact that, you know, so if I'm, I'm walking down the street with my three-year-old and my three-year-old keeps pulling and wanting to run away into traffic, and I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I wish that I had an expert on call that could tell me what to do about this. I can whip out my phone, and on my free Tracto app, I can put in and, and, and describe what's happening, that my child wants to run away from me, and that you're going to show me videos that can help me um, to understand how I might want to intervene and be successful. It's evidence-based. You guys have done your research on this. Experts, fantastic. But then on top of that, I can track things. That if somebody says, how often is your child tantruming, I could track it on the app. Yes, exactly. You've got it. You should be the spokesperson for Well, us. I always like to say, uh, like, like, if you explain it to me and if I can explain it back to you, then maybe I have it. Ex-teacher, so what can I do? The other, this, the this. other part of it is also to, you, you can also add a journal entry. So if it's late at night and you just thought about something that you wanted to add and don't forget about, then you can definitely add that on a journal. Um, and that could also be shown to, to the other people in the team or you can find more specific advice for that for that scenario so okay so now i want to step back for a second and talk about and maybe herman you have the answer for this why did you guys decide this needed to happen what was the itch here Mm -hmm. that needed to be scratched why why was it like why did you go we need this i think i know i I think this there's there's actually different different backstories there depending on uh, if you talk to Carla or myself or one of the other founders. My my backstory I'm I'm also a parent with two beautiful children they now they now teenagers, um, but also when we were younger we we also you know realized pretty quick that especially if you if you look like things that that we struggled with like anxiety for example, really getting care and getting proper advice and knowing what steps to take. And, and just being able to, to get that uh, healthcare support is really, really difficult. And, um, and uh, at that time, being involved with digital health, I just realized that with technology, we can actually do a lot with health. So I started all talking to a lot of other parents and friends, friends who had autistic kids and kids with ADHD, and we started talking to pediatricians and psychologists and so on, and just realized, but... If you look at pediatric mental health, it's in the dark ages. Everything is paper-based, long waiting times, not enough healthcare providers out there, really, and, and, and working inefficiently and in silos. And that's really where technology can play a role, is getting better information, get, getting information flowing between everybody involved in that child's care journey, because it's not just one person. Usually the the parent is playing the role of the primary healthcare provider in the case of a child. That's, I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. And the parents doesn't have the support for that. And and we just started equipping them with better information, ability to share that information with everybody's working with their child. But then also in this process realized that there's a great opportunity to equip the parent to deal with a lot of situations at home. And, and that's really, I think, uh, where, where our companion app, the companion part is really shining, is being able to, to deliver that content to the parent while they're waiting for those um, appointments that might take very long or while they, uh, you know, something's happening and, and it's going to be a while before they can 
see a healthcare provider, then at least there's some answers already that I can work with and I can help them at home. Amazing. And so it should be said that this Tracto uh, is available right now, and it's not just for kiddos on the spectrum. It's for parents, any parent. Is that correct? But clearly, yes, you have Carla, and Carla's an autism expert, so clearly you've taken autism into consideration, and, there, and it's a great resource for parents of children that have been, and teens that have been diagnosed with ASD, Yes. Yes, yeah, so we we definitely started off more focusing on kids on the spectrum um, and kids with ADHD, but we soon realized, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're well aware of this, Shannon, is that a lot of parents would notice some behavioral or emotional challenge within their child, and they might not have a diagnosis yet. So we wanted to make it a, a little bit broader. Um, so to include those kids and those parents and, and giving them the support and the, you know, the therapeutic modalities that we're using is definitely evidence-based. Like you said, it includes behavioral strategies, um, more so for the, for the kids. And then also a lot of mindfulness and positive psycho- psychology for the parents. Cause I, I feel like parents are not taking enough care about for themselves. They're not taking those five minutes a day for themselves um, and even just the journal entry, I've seen such great, um, you know, such, such great, great progress with my with with my clients when when they take a moment for themselves. You have to look after yourself before you start looking after someone else. So that's why we wanted to empower the parents, but also provide them with emotional support and help their kids, of course. I I love, you know, because we talk about mindfulness a lot here, and I love the fact that there's the journal component. Just the other day, I was reading something that I had written on Facebook 16, 17 years ago when my son was being diagnosed. And to be able to look at that and see the space that I was in then and the space that I was in now, whoo, you know, it's, it's it's a very powerful thing because when you're in it, sometimes you don't notice the progress that's being made. Talk a little bit about what you guys are seeing. How many minutes average do you encourage parents to be on it? And what kinds of progress specifically are you seeing if parents spend even five minutes a day? Sure. Um, Herman, do you want to talk about the minutes or do you want to... I, I can talk about uh, yeah, yeah, what, what, the, what we're seeing and, and you can talk about the impact. Um, so, so we actually initially almost brought journaling in as a, a side idea to, to, to get uh, a way for the care team, the parents and others that they might have invited to, to share thoughts and notes around the child. But then we quickly saw from actual data and actual usage that more and more parents are using this as, as a time to reflect on the day and on progress of the child and sometimes just themselves as well. Um, and, and we started evolving that. We're actually now about to release in June a ex- very exciting update around journaling um, that also allows things like mood tracking of the parent, uh, a, a bit more of engagement around reflection and so on. And the reason we're doing this is because we actually see that being used so, so a lot. And, and we see to seeing the, the parents who are typically active, actively journaling and building that habit engage more with our platform as well. Um, they, they typically make more use of the content. They're more actively tracking progress of the child as well. Um, 
so that habit building around the journal and just that ability for them to to look forward to the app because they have a bit of time to just reflect about the day or about the progress of the child um or maybe something bad happened and they can just kind of you know write that down and and maybe share it if they want to um that 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 just lets them come come back more so that's really almost surprised us how how powerful this is well and i think um, i'm not surprised sorry sorry (laughs) no i just i'm saying i'm not surprised because one of the things that we often say in the autism community is when our child is diagnosed with autism we feel like we're on a planet on mars per se by ourselves and being able to journal and put it somewhere is a way to download and and to stay present so i think it's brilliant but what were you going to say uh carla well i really like what you mentioned um when you said that you looked at a at an entry or at something that you wrote from years ago because that's what we also learned in um doing aims global is we we asked the parents to take a video of their child um when they first meet us and then we give and show them videos of ongoing progress. And it's really great for parents to see that. And with Tractor, they can keep it in one app so they can have that initial video and they can load it on the journal um, entries. They can add other videos, subsequently more videos. Um, and, And that also takes them back, not just, of their child and the progress that they're making, but also with the siblings and themselves and going on a date. Can you imagine going on a, on a date again as a parent? No, I can't imagine that. Uh, (laughs) Will you say that to, I mean, my son is 20 and I still can't imagine that. So there we go. My husband is like date. What's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Okay. So how do people join the free community and talk about what that is? Sure. So that was actually part of the impact that we're that we're seeing is that we do a monthly community group. Um, I run those and Nanette does some of them as well. Um, and that's where we interact with the parents. We ask them to send some questions through beforehand. We delve into it with other parents. So it really is a parent support group. Um, once a month, that's for free. They can they can just go to our website, tractor.app, and they can join the community. The next one is on the 19th of June, I believe, at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And what we do within that community is we then curate some of the videos that we add in Tractor from the the community sessions. I just want to mention that um, just so that the the viewers know that we we disclose everything, we have a free and a paid version in Tracto. So the free version is that you can do the tracking, the journaling. You can't add videos with the free version, um, and you get two videos per month for free. Um, Arman, right? That's correct. Yes. And yes, yeah, so the paid version is you get all the videos for free, and that's four ninety nine per month, just four dollars ninety nine per month. So just to be completely transparent here. No, that was going to be my next question because obviously you guys are doing all these great things. You can't do the whole thing for free. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, don't we all wish I said, I started the show by saying, if anybody knows anybody who's just got, you know, money laying around, uh, <laughs> right. But that's not the case. Right. So, but for not, you know, you can start for free, see if you like it. And if you find that you're liking it or using it, you want more Four ninety nine a month is pretty reasonable as things go. 
Um, I, I super, super love that. I also want to say too, that, um, I am affiliated with the charity autism care today and, and they give grants to families for the things that families ask for. And they have given grants before to families for a year or two of something such as this that will actually help them. So if it is too much for you, $4.99 a month, I would suggest that you apply for a grant from Autism Care Today because um, I, you know, I think that that would be a well-received request. I uh, can't promise anything because I'm not on the grant committee right now, but I know in the past we have prioritized when somebody has found something that's like this at that level of a cost, it's a great expenditure for us because we know that they're going to get support and we can give more of them out. So, um, you know, that's there's awesome. that. So, I also great. want to in, invite uh, viewers. You know, if if you really feel that you 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 know it's going to make that difference in, in impact in your life, and but you can't afford that, reach out to us. Let's make a plan. Mm. There uh, you go. Yeah. So when we go to look for it, I'm assuming that it's on all of the uh, app platforms. You can get it Android or. Uh, what's the other, you know, Apple. Apple. Uh, iOS. Yeah, Apple, I never yeah, can remember that. I always think of other letters. iOS. Um, yes. <laughs> so you can get it on either of those. And again, it is a free app to download it, but there is a paid portion if you want to have more access to more things on the app. It's amazing, you guys. I have to say, uh, you the lead up for it was great. The person who said, oh, you got to have them on. This is a really... This is a thing we've been waiting for, Shannon. Uh, I always listen when she tells me things, and sh- and you didn't disappoint. Uh, this- right, thank you, Shannon. And I I just want to say thank you to all the parents out there because you're the true you're the only constant for for your kids. You know there are some rotating therapists, and schools are going to change, but you're always there, and you're doing all of this and watching all of this. And Shannon, you're doing this show for so many years now. So thank you to all the parents. You're the people that we want to serve. Well, thank you to you guys. I have to say that I I I, I love your um, your title there, Herman, because it it says that you are a, a health transformer, uh, and I I think that's the coolest title we've ever had on here. I want to know if you're like Bumblebee and if you can change into a car when you're not doing health. Is that what that means? That, um, but I but here's the thing I want to say. You know, we've just gone through a couple of really rough years with the pandemic and the services for individuals that are on the autism spectrum have taken a ginormous hit. And and we're not even halfway out of that. And I constantly say that I hope that there are brighter minds working towards solutions to get us out of this position and to support parents and the individuals on the spectrum to get to the progress they deserve. I think you guys are in that category, those brighter minds who have been working on this. This is important stuff. Chelsea wrote in and said, um, I'm so thankful I tuned in today. All the information today is exactly what we need. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, This is vital stuff, you guys. So thank you for taking the time. It matters what you're doing. Thank you, Shannon. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) Well, we look forward to having you back. In in, in the end, it takes an ecosystem of a lot of people like yourselves as well, and the parents and everybody working together. That's the only way we're going to transform this. 
Uh, nice yep. bringing that one in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Have a have a pleasant evening. Bye. Bye bye. Enjoy day. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, aren't they wonderful? So Tracto, you guys, check it out. Uh, I also want to shout out to Liliana who said, Shannon, it's true that schools are exiting children out of related services like speech and language pathology. I advise parents to request additional support of speech with their insurance providers. Thank you for the information. Yeah, and try not to let the schools do that, you guys. I mean, fight back as much as possible to keep your services until you feel that your child is, is ready to be exited find more goals for them to work on. But when you can't, I, I love that, you know, um, both of the resources that we gave you today are ways that you can be doing things on your own. I really am trying to find things to empower you guys so that you don't have to wait on somebody else that you can take and go, I'm, I'm make, I'm, the person in charge here, and I'm going to make something happen today. And I love that that's what we got to show you today in, in both sets of interviews. So amazing. Okay, so here is what is happening. I don't know what we're playing tomorrow. What are we playing tomorrow, Traven? I'm not going to be here for the next couple of days because my child is turning 20 on Monday. So here's the 411 on what, what I want you to know. I think we're doing the stories from the spectrum tomorrow. Is it, is it Amy or is it Carrie? He's going to tell me in a minute. But, okay, so is it Amy tomorrow? I, I, I think it, I, it's, anyway, there's a Stories from the Spectrum tomorrow. And for those of you guys who don't know Stories from the Spectrum, it is the, the, the shows that we do that it is only the voices of people that are on the spectrum. It is only, and they get to say whatever they want. We don't censor. It's their time. We're providing a space for them to megaphone to the world. So I hope you'll check that out. And then uh, we have something else that's playing on Friday. I don't know whether it's the Let's Talk movies that we most recently did, which was kind of hilarious. Um, but then on Monday, we are going to show something on Monday that I've kind of been dragging my heels about. But if you watch the podcast-a-thon, we've been trying to re-air many of those episodes. But on Monday, for the first time, we are going to re-air the episode that we did that was at 3 o'clock in the morning on the second night when I was stupid tired. And I had the director of my one-woman comedy show, The Autism Momologues, in and for the first time ever, we showed three of the funny videos that were part of that show. And we're going to replay it on Monday uh, to commemorate my son's 20th birthday. So if you haven't seen it, I, I guarantee, I think it'll make you laugh. Hilarious. So um, I hope you'll tune in on Monday. I'm going to be busy playing with my son, but I hope that you'll enjoy it. I make fun of IEPs. I mean, like, what could possibly be better than that? Uh, so I hope that you will enjoy that. And I make fun of myself, too. So there we go. Uh, and then we can talk about that. Uh, and uh, then on Tuesday, we have an oldie but a goodie of Ask Dr. Doreen, because both Doreen and I are out. Dr. Doreen and I are out on Tuesday. But I will be back with you guys on Wednesday, and we have a great, great, great show for you on Wednesday that you're not going to want to miss. So I'm just taking off a couple of days. Bear with me. But I've, I've got something that's kind of a treat for you on Monday. Just remember that I was beyond stupid tired, okay? That's all I ask from you. All right. I will see you guys a week from today. Uh, until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.